I'm not sure people are clamoring for a fresca, but if that's the way you want to roll, roll with the fresca. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Brand Emerge podcast. I say it's a brand new episode because I can't remember if it's episode six or it's episode five or seven. So it's a brand new episode of the Brand Emerge podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kirby Hosman. Joining me today is my good, good buddy, Bill Petrie. Bill, how are you, buddy? Doing great. I think this is number 11, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, actually, I have no idea. I think it's number six. I'm pretty sure it's number six, but I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be like 80 degrees today. Mm. There's nothing to complain about, Kirby. That's awesome. No, What do they say? It's uh, no reason to complain. Nobody wants to hear it anyway. So um, exactly. So welcome back. Welcome back to this brand new episode of the Brand and Merch Podcast. We take on a marketing topic each week and then a sort of a brand and merch topic. It's the definitive podcast for marketing professionals who want to level up their game. So thanks for being here today. Bill, you usually lead us off with some sort of marketing topic. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, um, I've got something to complain about, Kirby. I want to talk very quickly about five things your brand might be doing wrong on social media. You know, social media okay. is a very cluttered, it's a very noisy space. But it's also one of the most efficient ways to really connect with your audience. And there's some simple things that people can do better uh, or avoid doing altogether to really enhance their reach, enhance those conversions. That's what we're all looking for. So number one, yeah. number one is not having a plan, Kirby. Mm -hmm. uh, posting to post something, yeah, that's not a plan. Yeah. That's just doing it sporadically. Um, take... It's important to take social media with the same seriousness you would any other marketing effort your company does because it's other than your other than your website your social media presence is your most important uh digital real estate and you can't right. underscore that enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think so many times we, we hey we're doing some activity to to show that we're doing some activity and we hand it off to somebody who has no oversight and no yeah. and by the way I've been guilty of this, right? So I, I think one of the reasons we know it's a mistake is cuz we've lived through it. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. having intentionality about it and with a, you know, sometimes a branding piece can be just a branding piece. You want to put it out there sure. and it's fun, but sometimes you want to call to action and you probably ought to have a yep. plan for that. I like it. I, I Absolutely. And I know you're going to love this one. Too much ask, not enough give. That is a, such a big thing on social media. And I see that way too often. If you're always selling, people are just going to tune you, tune you out. I, I know I do. You know, even here's, here's the thing. Even if they need your product or service, if all you're doing is selling, they're going to tune you out. Yeah. So recognize that you need to, you're renting somebody's uh, attention. And that's uh, something I've learned that uh, phrase from our, our mutual friend, Charity Gibson. Mm. You're renting somebody's attention. Sometimes it's okay to ask for the sale. Sometimes it's okay to explain why people want to work with you. And sometimes it's okay just to give your brand some life and personality. So yeah. Make sure that uh, that you're not doing too much ask. You're doing some give as well. Couldn't couldn't agree more, my friend. Um, and you know, you said they can they can tune you out. They can also turn you off. I mean, that's the the magic oh, yeah. of social media is they can unfollow. They can do whatever. Yep. Um, mixing in and providing value up front makes it so that when you do ask, people are actually okay with it because you provide value up front. Love it. One hundred percent. All right, this is mine. This is my the one I like. Number three. 
lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. It's not just the frequency I'm talking about. It's also the tone and the voice. Mm-hmm. Your brand is a living, breathing embodiment of your organization. It, it, it Treat it as such. Treat it like a human. It does have a voice. It does have a personality. It can be a little funny. It can be uh, a little serious when it needs to be. It can be a little off color. It has a personality, so lean into that. This is how people would notice you and how you're going to be remembered by having a unique, distinctive brand voice. Yeah. I, I, so when I think That's consistency, consistent. I do I tend to think from a calendar or a timeline thing, but I like what you said. I literally gave somebody uh, advice on this outside of social media. They were saying, hey, I want to do this piece. And I said, lean into you, be exactly yep. who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a yep. part of that consistency you're talking about. 100%. It's both. It's both. Yeah. They're, it's, yeah. But most people, and I'm I'm just guilty, I think, of the calendar aspect of it, but it's yeah. also the tone yeah. and tenor of what you're posting. All right. Number four, failing to engage. When people comment, engage yes. them. I cannot tell you how much it drives me bananas that somebody's <laughs> spending time, resources, money, effort, whatever, putting something on social media. And then they three days later, two or three people have commented and they, and the person or organization that has posted said social media content hasn't engaged. Yeah. How can you expect other people to engage with you when you're not engaging with them? You've got to complete that circle. If you don't, just don't do social media. <laughs> Make a stand. Seriously, you can, that's okay. It's better to have no social media than some sort of half-assed social media. Yeah, agreed. It's funny. I actually talk about this where I say, we often think that we need to treat social media completely different than the three-dimensional world. And I actually think right. that's that's bass backwards. I think it like I think we need to treat it more like if you walked up to someone at a party and they were like, hey, I really like your shirt, you wouldn't like not acknowledge them, turn away and walk. You know what I mean? That isn't how we would yeah. interact as humans. So we're but we're doing the exact same thing on social media. So interact the way you would in real life and I think you'll be closer to where you ought to be. That's a great point. And social media is now becoming much more part of our real life. Yeah. It is how yeah. we interact more with people on, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's an is. Yeah. All right. Last one, Kirby. Treating all social media platforms the same. Mm. Every single one is unique. Like LinkedIn is great for blog posts and articles and, and, and podcasts, posting a podcast, things like that. Mm-hmm. Facebook, kind of a jack of all trades. You can do just about anything with your uh, your corporate social media presence. Instagram, very graphic heavy, not a lot of text, very graphic heavy. Twitter, I have no idea what to do on Twitter these days. So I'm not the guy to ask. But my point is everyone is a little bit different and understand your audience, where they're living, what social media platform are they living on and cater to that. Love it. That's real. I mean, no arguments there. I mean, I think the just the, for the sake of discussion, the pushback I'll say is I do put similar content sometimes, but even that you might write it differently or phrase it Correct. differently based on your audience. So I, I, I agree. That's good stuff, man. Right. Those right. Are, In a great really way. Good. Thank you. We're, real quick. And one great thing to do for like, if it's gra- like a graphic, you could post the same graphic on Facebook and Instagram, but just make the text in Instagram different, shorter, punchier, a little more. Make well, sure hashtags. that the graphic is speaking hashtag things like that. That's, yep. that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, thank you it. for, you cleared that up. I confused everybody. All right, Kirby, <laughs> you said you you came in today barreling hot. You've got a topic you really want to talk about, and I'm ready to I'm ready to I'm ready to hear said topic. I love it. Well, you know, each time we talk marketing, and then we talk a little bit of merch, and I think mm-hmm. that you know one of the things that people don't do that enough is they kind of play in their own silo. So we try to do yep. a little bit of both there. So 
um, you and I haven't really talked about this, but I uh, much, mm-hmm. but I came up with an arc, uh, an acronym um, recently to lay out the way to market your company. And I've made it as target and it's, you know, each letter stands for a different thing. And the E in target is for enthusiasm. And I want to talk a little bit about that today, about how you can build a brand and build a tribe by using um, appreciation marketing. Um, And it kind of really kind of goes to your point in the social media side is I think, you know, it's cool to um, sell sometimes. Right. It's important. Mm-hmm. We have to. That's part of the you way we to. pay the bills. But I think sometimes it's like it's totally good to just show a level of gratitude and appreciation mm-hmm. where you're not asking for the sale. And I it's yeah. it's of my contention that that is one of the ways that you build a, a lasting brand um, mm-hmm. through what I like to call appreciation marketing. And so I wanted to give a couple ways to do that. Right. Not not a Love definitive it. list, but a few. So and, and I want I want your take on each one of these. So. Number one, simplest, the thing that we all know we should be doing. Whenever I talk about this publicly, everybody nods their head. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, I know, I know. Send thank you notes, right? Actually take the time to write thank you notes. Now you may get to a part in your business where it's really hard to keep up with those. Fine, set a level of, you know, of purchase that you can send those thank you notes or utilize technology to send videos that just say thank you, but personalize them in that way. That is one of the most underutilized things that everybody knows they should do. And it does, like, when you get a real thank you note, it makes you feel differently about a brand. It really does. No, I think that's, you know, gratitude is one of those wonderful things that can do so many things, accomplish so many goals. It can disarm a dissatisfied customer yeah. when when you you express you know gratitude to them. It can uh, really build those bonds that we seek so much to do. Build that loyalty, which seems very very difficult to hold on to. Right. And people, the biggest need on how on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is is to feel appreciated. And so when you share a personal thank you note, when someone burns the calories to actually write something out, yep. not type it out, there's something about that tactile, I'm touching an envelope. This was sent from Coshocton, Ohio, all the way here. And wow, what a, it's still amazing yeah. that that can happen. So I absolutely agree with you 100%. And it's something I practice regularly, but not regularly enough. Yeah, you do a better job of it than me, if I'm being honest. And so it's like, it's one of those where, Sometimes we all need to rehear these messages. So that's number one. Sure. Here's one that something we're working on as, as an organization and is create a system to follow up after every order, mm-hmm. um, not just for reviews. Like I think sometimes yeah. we've automated this process a little too far where we're like, okay, hey, you got your stuff. Can you give me a five-star review? The five-star yeah. review is great. But actually what we have, and we've talked about this, Jade uh, is my assistant. And so I've got her triggering me to send a personal email to say, hey, did you get your drinkware? How did it turn out? And the response has actually been really amazing. And it's kind of reaffirming to the customer why they've done it. And then then if you want to ask for a review, that's a great time to do it. But it's really just saying, hey, I actually care past the sale. And if you can figure out a way to do that, it's powerful. No, it's hugely powerful. And I'm a giant advocate of that. I mean, if when you when you take the time to show someone you care, hey, how did how did it go? How was it received? Right. And and then you have an additional opportunity because some clients might say, Oh, everything was fine. And if they do that, I would also suggest maybe you push back a little bit. You say, I'm glad you're very happy with everything that's gone that happened. 
what do you think we could do better next time? We're always looking to improve. Yeah. Talk about a way to allow your client to maybe maybe criticize you a little bit. And that's okay. That's how we get better. That's how you build that bond. So I love that personal touch, whether it's an email, and I think that's a great way to do it, or even a phone call if it's a big oh. order, or heck, maybe even show up on delivery day. Yeah. I mean, you have <laughs> all those, those opportunities, those moments of enthusiastic gratitude. Absolutely love it. Cool, cool. Um, number three, a quarterly appreciation program. So uh, I think you've heard me talk about this. This is something to me that is, especially for um, when you have well-established customers, the rule is essentially that 80% uh, of your revenue often comes from 20% of your customers. Right. And the, the statistic I use all the time is that 69% of customers who leave you will leave you because of perceived indifference. So they don't think you can. Right. And so right. a quarterly appreciation program with that top 20%, so you're not having to send this to every stuff, every no. person, but create a budget for yourself, um, allow for whatever that budget is. So say it's a hundred dollars a year, uh, but these are your top 20%. Then you got $25 each quarter to send them mm -hmm. some piece of branded merch that would be meaningful to them with a thank you note when you're not trying to sell, just thank you. And they'll never, right. you'll, you'll, they will never think you don't care again. Well, and another, I 100% agree. And if you can do that, send them. I love, I love the regularity of it. I love the consistency yeah. of it. I love it all. And if you can do that with your client's logo on it, oh, talk yeah. about hitting a home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not your logo. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to. I thought you might like this. Yeah. You're not selling anybody anything. Yeah. Just, just, I thought you might like this. I thought of Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thought of you. Yeah. Yeah. Love or and, and I guess the piece, the, the other piece of that is to if you're putting your logo on it, you can personalize it with their name. Mm -hmm. So it's another there's a there's a bunch 100%. of ways around it. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Okay, final one. And this is this is a little bit bigger undertaking potentially. It doesn't have to be though, is doing because we talked about your top 20%. You want to make sure they're regularly getting something. Maybe you send a thank you on each of the orders, follow up, a customer appreciation event. Um, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be like, you don't have to rent out a huge facility. Maybe it's at your place. Maybe you do it around uh, a ribbon cutting or something like that, but where you just invite people over as many as yeah. you can, even the small customers to come over for, um, you know, a, a fresca or a beer or a glass of wine, just to say, thank you. Um, and I, what I like about that, especially if you do it at your facility, you can give virtual, you can give factory tours, you can do like, you can show them a side of your business that you, they normally don't see. This is something yeah. we have done. And the impact on our business has been really powerful. You're the master at this. And I think it's brilliant. And I love that that open house, hey, just come and go and, and see, you know, it, again, it puts not just a name with a face, mm -hmm. it puts a business to a face, right? Yeah. And they get to see the organization, they get to really meet people, they get to engage not just with the humans, but with the, a showroom, perhaps, yeah. or the factory or things like that. I'm not sure people are clamoring for a Fresca, but if that's the way you want to roll, roll with the Fresca. Fresca is one of those things that you say that always makes people tilt their head and smile. So that's how I right. it, you know, it, it's definitely a, a good for a giggle. <laughs> now that's I right. want a Fresca. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So this is great. We've given you some things to stop doing on social media. And if you want to start building a real brand and a, a real brand is one that, you know, people buy from you more consistently, they're willing to pay more, they're willing to forgive mistakes. These are a few ways to use appreciation marketing and branded merch to do that. So Bill, 
Thanks as always, man. I always appreciate you taking the time. It's always fun and uh, we'll have to do it again. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and I hope you have a great day. Yeah. And before we go, just a reminder, oh, yeah. if you head to Hossman Marketing, uh, we have the Delivering Marketing Joy book that you can get for free. If you want to do merch better, you want to do merch right, go check it out. And it's yours just for giggles. Just for being you. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for watching. See you next time.